Welcome to Enter the Glory Zone with Dr. Edith Davis on 94.1 FM Wave 94. Hello, spiritual believers and listeners. I have been talking the last three broadcasts about doing good for evil. And that is a very, very powerful um way to walk in this world that enables God to to choose, to elect you to do very, very important things on planet Earth that no one else can do. So basically, those people who decide, and this goes back to a very, very powerful way to live and walk, and this goes back to Daddy God, Alpha Father Yahweh, Lord God, Christ Jesus, and Lord God, Holy Spirit, um, basically selecting you to do extraordinary things on planet Earth. What do I mean by that? Those of us who choose to become living sacrifices, and this, I have to do a shout out to my brother, Rodney, uh, who is the owner of AutoPro. He is my mechanic a mighty, powerful man of God, he came in one day and he said to, in our Bible study, we have a 9 a.m. Bible study that my godfather, Doug Apple, is um, the leader over. And he told us that we should be smoking. And of course, everybody started looking around and wondering, what did what is he talking about? And basically, he went back to the Word, of course, where it clearly says in the Word that we should be living sacrifices. And if you're a living sacrifice, then you're going to try to crawl off the altar. So <laughs> so, um, so, those of us who want to be disciples, those of us who want to totally sell out ourselves to God, we're going to do some fundamental things. We're going to do some hard things. We're going to love our enemies. We're going to do good for evil. We're going to die to ourselves. We're going to become living sacrifices. We're going to become like barbecue. We're going to be smoking for Jesus. And today, at um, this evening in our Bible study, we're going to end our three-day fast where we decided to just drink water and pray um, in the book of Colossians for one another, chapter 1, and I think it's 9 through 12 or something like that, but anyway, and pray for one another, and pray for laborers to come to Christian Heritage Church for the harvest that's about to come to our church. We had an extraordinary breakthrough of paying off several millions of dollars off of debt um, from the church, and now we're almost totally debt-free. Not quite yet, but we're almost there. We we God enabled us to wipe out over, what, $10 million worth of debt approximately? So we are excited that now that this debt has been, these shackles of debt are coming off the church, that we'll be free now to do our father's business. And so we <clears throat> went on this fast and we, those who decided to do this, we're going to be like kindling wood 
for the revival that's taking place in Tallahassee at Christian Heritage Church. This this undertaking of becoming a disciple is so um, critical for us because it is time for us to walk like mature Christians. And mature Christians don't leave the church if someone hurts their feelings. Mature Christians don't leave the church if they don't like the music. Mature Christians don't leave the fellowship of brothers and sisters just because they find sin in a camp, right? Mature Christians try to cover our brothers and sisters with love, right? Love covers a multitude of sins, and we become living sacrifices. We are try we try not to be offended, and if we are offended, we quickly get over it because we should not be offended. We should walk in forgiveness. We should love our enemies. We should do good for evil, right? These are the undertakings of people who want to do mighty works for Jesus, who want to do mighty works for Daddy God, Abba Father, Yuhei Vahe, who wants to do mighty works for Lord God, Ruha Kadash, Lord God, Holy Spirit. And the interesting thing is if you decide to be sold out to God and to do good for evil, you are a candidate to be like a Joseph, save a whole nation, um, save a whole, the whole world basically, because God used a young boy who he trained and groomed and prepared to not only save Israel, but he saved Egypt and he saved all the other surrounding nations because he was willing to die to himself. He was willing to become a living sacrifice. He was willing to do good for evil. He was willing to love his enemies. These are very hard things to do. And in the natural realm, impossible to do. So if you want to be used by God in a mighty way, you must surrender your will to the Father. You must surrender your will to Christ Jesus, the Son. You must surrender your will to Daddy, to Lord God, Holy Spirit, right? You must surrender your will. And guess what? You must surrender your emotions. Yes, God gave us emotions. Yes, he wants us to feel emotions, but emotions should never rule us. How we feel should never dictate what we do. We must baptize our emotions with the blood of Jesus, we must wash our emotions with the word of God. We must submit our emotions to Christ Jesus, to Daddy God, our Father, you have to Lord God, Holy Spirit. And we must give our minds over to be transformed into the mind of Christ. Our soul is the linchpin. And we must, if we want to be disciples, we must do good for evil. 
We must love our enemies. We must be not offended. We must walk in forgiveness. We must let the fruits of the Spirit, we must surrender our our bodies, our souls, our spirit, and walk in the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, self-control against such there is no law. Yes, these are essential characteristics of a mature Christian, of a somebody who's not just saved, but is a disciple. I had recently um, talked about uh, going to Georgia and visiting two awesome churches. And one of the things, the words that came back was that God had authorized Satan to eat the dirt, to eat the dust of the earth. So what does that mean? That means if as a believer, you want to stay a baby Christian, you want to be a carnal Christian, and a carnal Christian, unfortunately, looks very much like the people in the world, right? You really can't tell if they're saved. Why? Because they still do all the things that the world is doing, right? And God has a solution for that. The solution is he has authorized Satan, the serpent, to eat the dust, to eat the dirt, to eat the hidden sin areas in our lives. And you can see, if you look at Christians' lives, you can see Areas where they have not surrendered to God. That's where you'll see the divorces. That's where you'll see the um, people in in um, losing their jobs because of stealing, right? Or this is where you see where their relationships within their family is totally messed up. You. This is where you see. People's lives imploding and exploding because, and I'm talking about Christians, because they have areas in their lives they have not surrendered to God. And God has authorized Satan to eat them up in that area. Eat the dust. Eat the dirt. This brings me to a question that my son asked me today as I drove him to school today. He's in college. I just want to say thank you, Lord. And I'm so happy because he was totally disenchanted with school when he had graduated from high school. So it took him two years to go back to school. But I am so grateful to the father for touching his heart. But he asked a question and he said, Mom, I was told in church that you can be saved and lose your salvation. And I, that is a, that is a area where we still have, um, division within the body of Christ. And so with the help of the Holy Spirit, I tried to break it down as best I can for my 20 year old son. And this is what I told him. I said, son, those of us who truly Truly surrender ourselves and to 
the hand of Christ Jesus. Those of us who truly accept Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior can never lose our salvation. Never. Because in the scripture, it clearly says that I am in the hand of Christ Jesus and his hand is in the hand of the Father and I am sealed with the Holy Spirit. So I am sealed with the Holy Spirit. I'm a new creature, a new creation in Christ Jesus. I am sealed with the Holy Spirit. I am in the hand of my Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, the second part of the Godhead, the Word of God. And I am in the hand of Daddy God, our Father Yahweh, Yuhavahe. And now you mean to tell me that Satan can take me out of the hand? Of my Savior, that Satan can take me out of the seal of the Holy Spirit, that Satan can take me out of the hand of the Father? I don't think so. The issue is this. When people declare or accept Christ Jesus as their Lord and Savior, they should begin a walk. They should begin a walk of discipleship. And there should be fruits, right? There should be fruits demonstrating that they belong to Christ Jesus. And then I explained to my son that what, what people don't seem to understand is that, once again, God has authorized, in Genesis, God authorized Satan to eat the dirt, the dust of this earth. That means if you are born again, and you receive Christ Jesus, your Lord and Savior, and you maintain an area, you are stubborn. You don't want to release a certain area of your life to God. You are going to be in a poor world of hurt. And I explained to my son that God, if it was all about us being saved, as soon as we were saved, the Father, Christ Jesus, and the Lord God, Holy Spirit, would take us to heaven. And we would be with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit if it was all about just being saved. But he left us behind so that we could represent his Son, Christ Jesus, on this earth and draw all men to the Christ Jesus that's in us. He left us on this earth to disciple other born again believers into the body of Christ, into the kingdom of God. He left us here on earth to be used as instruments by him to win others to him, Christ Jesus, to Daddy God, our Father, and to Lord God, Holy Ruhakadash, Lord God, Holy Spirit. That is why we were left behind. And unfortunately, we have baby Christians, carnal Christians, who basically are not doing that and are confusing people and making people think that they are they are not saved. Now, the other thing I told my son is there are people who think they're saved and they're not saved. And it's probably demonstrated by the lack of what? Fruit. If you abide in the vine and the vine is Christ Jesus, you will bear fruit. But if you do not abide in the vine, you will be cut off. So in Revelation, there is a scripture where Jesus tells supposed Christians, those people who are supposedly saved, and they go before the Lord 
and they say to him, um, Lord, we, we prophesied in your name. We cast out demons in your name. We healed the sick in your name. And Jesus tells them, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, for I never yada, I never intimately knew you. That's very powerful and very sobering. So what is what is it? They did all these great deeds and exploits. But once again, you got to go back to the father. The father looks at the heart. The father looks at the motives. And if you are not walking in love, as we say in the, the great chapter of love, you can you can burn your body as a sacrifice. You can you can do all sorts of things, but you're just a clinging gong. If you're not walking in love when you do these things, right? So my answer to my son is, is that those of us who truly are sold out to Christ Jesus will bear fruit. And if you're not bearing fruit, if you're not looking like Christ and every year you should be graduating to a higher level of discipleship, you should be becoming more and more like a living sacrifice. I told him there's nothing more powerful than the Holy Spirit, Christ Jesus, and the Father. There's nothing more powerful than the Word of God. However, God will never, never violate your will. Now, Satan, he will violate your will. He will do whatever it takes to win you into his kingdom of darkness. He will get you strung out on drugs. He will get you into pornography. He will get you to get you into adultery. He will get you to sabotage and destroy your life, destroy your family's life, destroy your testimony. He will do whatever it takes. He doesn't care about your will. But the Father, Lord God Christ Jesus and Lord God Holy Spirit, they care about your will. So I told my son, if you truly want to be saved and you truly want Christ Jesus to be the Lord, your Lord and your Savior, you will be transformed by the word of God. You will be used by God and you will bear, bear much fruit for the kingdom. So I'm in the camp that if you're saved, truly saved, No one can take you out of the hand of the Father. No one can take you out of the hand of the Son. And no one can take you out of the seal of the Holy Spirit. And I hear this, I hear on the other camp, well, you could do that and then change your mind. So really, so how about this one? You are a sinner. You're not born again. And you change your mind. And you say that I don't want to be a sinner anymore. And you you attempt to stop sinning. Does that make you saved? The answer is no. You changed your mind though, didn't you? You changed your mind and said, "I I I want I don't want to be a sinner anymore." Does that make you saved? Does that free you to become not a sinner anymore? The answer is no. Changing your mind that doesn't do it. What you have to do is you have to accept. Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You have to accept the blood of Christ Jesus. You have to be drawn by the Holy Spirit 
You have to be sitting under somebody who is preaching and teaching the gospel because it is through the word, right, that we are drawn and saved. So you've got to receive the word. You Someone's got to teach the word to you. Someone's got to preach the word to you. And then you, by hearing and hearing the word of God, you accept Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's how you get saved. So if you do that, you're saved. Now, I explained to my son this also. I said, what Christians, a lot of carnal and baby Christians do not understand is that if they choose not to become a disciple, if they choose to continue walking in sin, then they will go home sooner than they should. They will not fulfill their holy destiny on this earth and they will go straight to heaven. And guess what? Heaven has rewards. Yes, yes, you're saved. And there are also rewards. God evaluates your life on this earth. And depending on what you have done on this earth dictates the rewards that you will receive. And guess what? There are jobs. Yes, that's right. We are going to work when we get to heaven. We're going to have responsibilities. It's going to be a joyful work. It's going to be heavenly. We're going to have much joy. Doing it The atmosphere is going to be Saturated with love Right There will be no sweat There will be no toil To our work But It is based on How we take the talents That God has given us On this earth And use And be used by God For the kingdom of God So there are consequences There are consequences on earth Right You're you're born again You accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And of course, the Satan keeps pushing and pressing you, pushing and pressuring you because you have not got the wisdom because of people perish for lack of knowledge. Right. So you haven't gotten the wisdom to get out of debt. You haven't got the wisdom to walk in the abundance of God yet. So you're still fighting off the demon of lack and poverty and you make a bad choice, a bad decision to go rob somebody, right? You, you, you make that poor choice. And guess what? You get caught or for, you might get, you might get killed, which means you go immediately to heaven and there'll be consequences as far as you won't, you won't have rewards or whatever. But if you live and you put in prison, you will go to prison. You will. There are consequences on this earth through man. Right. And Satan has authorization to eat you up in this area. So you can be saved and have hell on earth. Right. And that's definitely not a testimony to, for the father and the son and the Holy Spirit. Right. Because you're saying you represent him and you're robbing somebody or you say that you um you get to heaven. Right. And. There are consequences in heaven. You lose certain rewards. You don't get certain responsibilities. You probably have to go to training school, right? You're going to have to learn how to love. You're going to have to learn how to walk in the word, correct? So as I told my son, there are consequences to being a Christian and walking in sin. And you are cleansed by the blood. You are You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are made one with the Father and the Son and Holy Spirit. You are in fellowship. However, 
you are not going to receive any rewards. And there will be consequences on earth for what you have done. Mankind and Satan. And number one, Satan is going to make sure you pay because the wages of sin is death. So if you accept Christ Jesus, your Lord and Savior, you are, you avoid the second death. You avoid, unless you are in the, the last group of Christians that are here for the rapture, you avoid the, the second death. I mean, but you will go to heaven, right? Sooner than you should, probably. And you will not fulfill your holy destiny. And guess what? Your marriage, if you're an adulterer, your marriage will probably be blown up. You will, you'll end in divorce. <clears throat> if you decide to sin, continue to sin in certain areas, you're going to see death and destruction in that area. Period. Death and destruction in that area. Unless you repent, which repentance means make a 180 degree turn back to him. See, people think repentance means, oh, I'm sorry. I tell my kids all the time, being sorry doesn't do anything for me. What I need to see is a change, a sea shift. <laughs> I need to see a change in how you conduct yourselves from this day forward. And when you are tempted again in this area, that you get the victory by the leaning and depending on the Father, leaning and depending on the Son, and leaning and depending on Lord God, Holy Spirit. Getting the second baptism. Everybody said, what's that? The second baptism. Well, when you're saved, the Holy Spirit draws you to Christ Jesus. You accept Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You become a new creature in Christ Jesus, and the Holy Spirit seals you. But there is a second baptism. Paul talks about this in his epistles, right? So the second baptism is like you're being dunked in the ocean. This is where you receive power, power to tread upon scorpions, power to tread upon the snakes, power to come against the wickedness of the demonic forces in this earth because we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. <laughs> Will you think that you're fighting a woman or a man here on earth? You're fighting principalities. You're fighting powers. You're fighting present darkness and a host of wickedness in heavenly places. So back to my son, Joshua Caleb Davis. You are saved and can never lose your salvation if you have truly surrendered your will to Christ Jesus and accepted him as your Lord and Savior. Thank you. I'd like to close my broadcast with Romans 10, 9. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Thank you for joining me on 94.1 FM Wave 94 with Enter the Glory Zone with Dr. Edith Davis. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for to be.